It's Blunt and Abdallah, weeknight, 6 to 8, right here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. If you want to join the conversation tonight, you can call us at 312-332-3776. Week 15 in the NFL, the Bears and the Eagles will face off. Abdallah, one thing that I started to think about, because I watched most of the Vikings and the Lions game yesterday, is you know watching these two teams play. The Vikings, clearly their record inflated based on what we actually think they are. I don't think they're as good as their their record at 10-3 and three suggests. But then also, the Lions, they've won five in a row. And I look at it and I say, you know, they're playing really good football at the moment. Mm-hmm. They also lost six of seven to start the year. So it's not like this team is perfect or the next great team in the NFL. Uh, they, they're playing good football right now, and their offense is su- like super powered and definitely improved than what we saw earlier in the season. Really good game that I saw on, on Sunday between these two teams as the Lions beat the Vikings. But it, it's kind of interesting how this division has kind of played out to this point this season with Green Bay struggling and then, of course, the Bears are last. Well, yeah, obviously. I mean, look, where Colin was wrong, where Colin was right, right? right? Uh, where Black and Abdallah were wrong, we had the Packers being the <laughs> class of this division and then the Vikings and the Bears kind of around the same record and then the Lions being the Lions. And then, you know, watching... The game on Sunday between the Lions and the Vikings and looking where everyone is in the standings and how the Vikings are 10 and 3, the Lions are 6 and 7. They could still make the playoffs. They have a chance of making the playoffs. The Packers still have a chance, but less of a chance. Now we'll see how their final four games shake out. And then the Bears obviously have four games left as well. They're 3 and 10. They have the little E next to them uh, as eliminated from the playoffs. But it got me thinking, you know, like, because when you assess your team at the bye, to me, it's kind of weird to only have four games left at the end of the season. Because now, as I was watching Sunday night football and then Monday night football yesterday, you know, that's when you have the in the hunt graphics, right? And you see, like, even the Browns are in the hunt. And, like, all these teams are in the hunt that probably shouldn't really be in the hunt. Like, the Packers were technically in the hunt because it's just teams that aren't eliminated yet. So it got me thinking about where we're going to be a year from now, right? Like, you and I have been preaching like hope and optimism, right? Like they've got a quarterback. They've got Justin Fields. They've got the guy. He's shown week in and week out moving forward now ever since the mini buy, and now we had the real buy, ever since that Patriots game, that this is a different Justin Fields. He's running better. He's throwing better. He had his best throwing performance despite not throwing any touchdowns against the Packers. So to me, I like looking at this team as a whole at the buy. There's not a lot to look at from this team right now. So it got me thinking as to where we're gonna, this team is going to be a year from now at their buy. Now, obviously, their buy is not going to be the same next year. I mean, it might be, but odds are it won't be. It'll be different. But when we're sitting next year at the Bears' bye week and we're having a chance to take in, whether it's Packers and Vikings or Lions and Vikings or Packers and Lions or whatever it is, and we're looking at it, where are the Bears going to be? You and I have said that Fields is the guy. We've talked about the draft pick. It's now the third overall draft pick they're going to get either will anderson or jalen carter or maybe trade back and then they have the hundred million dollars to spend on whatever they want to spend it on a defense spend it on the offense draft whatever you want to but where do people think that this team is going to be in a year will probably be half or more than halfway through the season justin fields will have played a year and a half in Luke Getze's system. Ideally, we'll have stud defensive players that have either been drafted or signed. Ideally, another weapon that's drafted that's a true number one, one wide receiver for Justin Fields. And with a division where the Lions are getting better, 
The Vikings look good, despite what the metrics will tell you. They are 10-3. and three. And the Packers, is Aaron Rodgers done? Are they going to be able to add enough to support him as a quarterback next year? Or is this kind of a changing of the guard? Where are the Bears going to be when we get to this bye week next year? 312-332-3776 is the phone number if you want to talk Bears football with Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Interesting question because I, I think when you look around the division, I, there's a lot of people that want to tell you that Detroit is on its way, winning five of six here as of late. They look good offensively. The defensive stars are starting to rise. Akuda, uh, Hutchinson, others, the way that they're playing, and you say, hey, they've been building through the draft. This all makes sense. I get why they've won recently. And you look at the teams that they've beat, obviously Chicago, uh, they beat Green Bay. Remember that really p- pathetic game, 15-9? to mm-hmm. uh, That was in Week 9. Uh, they've taken down the, the Giants on the road, which was a surprise game because at that point, uh, they were 4-6, and six, and a lot of people thought that New York, the Giants, that they were like a playoff team in the making. And the Lions went on the road, and they played really well. They lose to Buffalo at home on Thanksgiving, but then they beat Jacksonville and Minnesota here as of late. They're scoring points. And Jared Goff has looked like a good starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. And so you project out the Lions. I would guess the Lions will be right around where they're at right now, about 500 next season. If I had to guess today, that's the guess I would take. I would then look at the rest of the division. I'd take Green Bay. How did they get to the point that they're 5-8 and eight right now? I, I guess it's defense in some aspects, but really it's Aaron Rodgers in the offense not being able to score enough points, which is surprising to say because we've been so used to the the history of this offense and the Packers being able to put up lots of points at will. And and it's also the fact that like wide receivers are coming into their own around Aaron Rodgers. I, I would say Green Bay is still in the conversation for top of the division a year from now. Minnesota is the team that we continue to doubt. They have 10 wins. All of the stats suggest that their offense and their defense is towards the bottom of the barrel in the league. I I would remind myself back to the conversation we had. One score games last year, the Vikings were sub 500. This year, they've won the majority of those games, one score games. So it's completely flipped for them. I would say Minnesota will be around 500 Mm -hmm. at this point next season. And the Chicago Bears, if we go a year into the future... I would say the entire division is in a conversation of around 500 at this point at the bye week. I don't think the Bears could go from where they're at at 3-10 and 10 right now and jump into first place. I don't think that's realistic for next season. But I do think it's realistic to suggest they'll be 500 because we thought they would be 500 this season. Mm-hmm. And they've proven us wrong. They're not. And they've been bad, especially defensively. It's a lot of work for Ryan Poles to do here in this offseason to fix this defense. Yeah, I think that this is going to be, when we get to next year, talking about this division as like, you know, not maybe not the same way we talked about the NFC West, but you look at the NFC West, the 49ers are 9-4, and four, the Seahawks are surprise 7-6, and six, and the Cardinals and Rams are both 4-9, and nine, where we thought that that was going to be the best division in football, and it turns out that I, I don't know what the best really division is. Is it the NFC East because of the Eagles and the Cowboys? You have a 12-1 and team and then a 10-3 and team? That has to be the best one. Where I think I could see that being the case for the NFC North, where you have 
a a look as much as people don't like Kirk Cousins, he's playing really well, and they're ten and three. Like you can't take the record away from them. They're ten and three. The Packers, I think, will rebound, and then I think the Bears and the and the the Lions will still be will not be the bottom feeders that people have always made fun of. I think they'll be better. So I don't think you're going to have like a three or four loss team or three or four win team in the division next year. I think that this is going to be one of the better divisions and it's going to be up to the bears to try to keep up in this division and put enough around Justin Fields and enough on that defensive side to keep up with these teams. Because now you're talking about look at like, cause going in as much as Aaron Rodgers has fallen off, if the lions decide to stick with Goff, the bears could potentially have, the best quarterback in the division, maybe. Well, I I understand. I take the him hope. over Goff. I would take him over Cousins, and I don't know about Rodgers yet. I think that's different than saying the. Yeah, I, I'd say if you're like drafting a quarterback for the division, Fields is the number one guy. But as far as productivity at the moment, he's not the number one. No, guy. no, no, not right now. I'm not saying right. I'm saying when we're here next year, when we're doing this show next year, will he be the best quarterback in the division? Best stats, yeah. passing and running. Yeah, I'm going to say no. Assuming he, he that be. the Bears stick or the Lions stick with Goff, I'm I'm not going to go over the top uh, cheerleader here and and say the absolutely 100 percent because we're sitting in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers is still in the division. Yeah, he'll likely be back with the Packers next year. As long year. as they get him some, weapons. and you you laid it out. Kirk Cousins has had a good year. Mm-hmm. His stats are much better than Justin Fields. Uh, Jared Goff, I I could sit here comfortably and feel as if uh, next season Justin Fields will be better than Goff. I can give you that. I don't know if you could say next season he'll be better than Rodgers or Cousins at this point next season. I think it depends on how much Rodgers has fallen off, right? Like if the struggles continue, he continues to face these injuries because he's just not as he's more fragile than he used to be. And he's his bodies just isn't ha- able to handle it. And they don't add as much wide receiver talent as they claim to want to in this offseason. And I, I look, if, I, if you're the, the Lions, you have a difficult decision to make. Like Goff is playing well, but... You're going to have a high pick, and you're going to have a quarterback like just sitting there possibly waiting for you to take. Well, that's who you take. You take C.J. Stroud. You take the uh, Bryce Young if they're available, wherever you are in the top ten. Like If those guys fall, you take the quarterback. But I think this has a potential. You don't, you don't hope that Goff continues this play no, for but, years to come. But I think that this next year, including what happens internet, like a year from now, like 365 days from now, will be very telling for this division because you have a lot of teams in transition. You, this division has the most teams where you can say, I don't know what Aaron Rodgers is going to do next year. There's still people talking about he might retire and give up all the money, which I don't believe, but he might give up all that money going into next year. What Are the, are the Lions breaking in a new quarterback? Are they going to draft a quarterback high and then have him sit on the bench for a year and wait until he's quote ready because we've seen how that's worked out before and how they eventually start by week four or five and then the Vikings can they keep this can they replicate what they did this year last year they lost a bunch of one score games this year they're winning all those one score games can they replicate that into next year and then the Bears with all their money to spend and the draft capital and Justin Fields being one of the most uh, dynamic players in football right now this is definitely a division in flux and has a lot to show in the next 365 days okay so the question is this when we get to the bye week next season in the nfc north how do you see the nfc north being stacked where do the bears fit in next season 
with the Packers, the Lions, and the Vikings. What do you see for next season with these four teams? Blackie Abdallah, if you want to join the conversation, you can call us at 312-332-3776. We'll talk football with you coming up next. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. This is this is, this is Blackie and Abdallah on ESPN 1000. Blackie and Abdallah talking football with you here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. One year from right now, when we look at the NFC North, how does it stack up? Where do the Bears rank within the division, the NFC North? You have the Packers, you have the Bears, you have the Vikings, you have the Lions. Abdallah, here's how I think it plays out. I think next year at this time, I think Green Bay will still be the best team in the division. I'm going to place the Lions in second place. I'm going to place the Vikings third. And the Bears fourth, and here's why. Their defense is so bad. I find it hard to believe that the defense is going to go from one of the worst defenses in all football to being good enough to allow the Bears to win a lot of games to not be at the bottom of the division at this time next year. I'm not saying that the record's going to be terrible because I think 10 minutes ago you laid out something that's interesting. This entire de- the, the entire division can be pretty decent next season. Mm-hmm. Thus, the Bears are still last, but they're last right around 500 in the mix with the Lions and the Vikings fighting and chasing the Green Bay Packers. How good does the offense need to be to make up for the bad defense? Uh, Top three, top five. Okay, because right now, if you look at some of the teams that are in the top of the NFL, like Kansas City has the number one offense yep. in the NFL. They have the 25th ranked defense yep. in the NFL. So they're not very good. Like Detroit, right now, your case for Detroit, they have the 7th best offense, the yep. 24th best defense. Yeah, and defensive yards per play, Detroit's last. Yeah, The 32nd defensive yards per play, Minnesota's 31st. Both could, teams are terrible. Because I expected the offense to keep moving. To keep clicking. Darnell Moody will come back from injury. Uh, you're going to have another wide receiver that you draft. You're going to add a couple more weapons, hopefully. You're right about the defense. But I'm wondering how bad is it? Like, Because we've seen Kansas City. They've been in our five up, five down. We both talked about it. They're one of the best offenses. They've got Patrick Mahomes. I'm not trying to compare Justin Fields to Patrick Mahomes. I'm just saying how good does your offense have to be in order to make up for your crappy defense? Because we saw the opposite a few years ago, right? We saw the opposite. We saw a historic Bears defense get to the playoffs with a mediocre at best offense, and they lost in in the wild card, right? So to me, like you can't, you can get by with a very good offense, and we've seen it that if you when when Fields is playing from the Patriots game to now, and take out that one game where he didn't start, where he was injured, they're a top ten offense. So if they're a top ten offense next year at this time still, and they have a twentieth ranked defense somewhere around there, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. I think they can they can be better than last place in the division. We go to Raul in Logan Square. You're on ESPN 1000. What do you think, Raul? Uh, I don't know if I want to agree with you with the Bears being uh, fourth next year at this time. I mean, Minnesota's overrated and Green Bay's falling. And, I mean, if you want to emphasize on D, you know, you got to think about the talent that the coaching staff has had. 
you know, they've been going on a little record of not that, scoring that many touchdowns on them. Yeah, they got the bend but don't break approach, but for the talent they've had, they've been in a few games, not because of the defense, but, I mean, they, they stood their ground, need be, with the injuries and the trades. Now, I'm not going to state the obvious and tell you about the draft picks and the draft capital, but if you do decide to stay with the high pick, obviously you're going to go with a tackle or the guy from Alabama. And then maybe how about reach for Darwin James in free agency? You know, that'll shore up a little bit of the D. Or trade down and maybe see how these kids are producing a championship, like the wide receivers from TCU, or we want to see Marvin Harrison and stuff like that. But, you know, they got options. And on paper next year, in the beginning of the season, they should be top-ranked in the Madden video game. You know, I want to see their <laughs> – you know, it may, they better put some respect on the, you know, on the numbers, on the overall score on Madden. Because on paper, we should have a good team. But we are the Bears organization, and they're probably not going to waste half of that money. I wouldn't doubt it, but who knows? They're willing to spend money stupidly before – so I would think that they're going to still spend money, you know what I'm saying? But there's options, there's hope. But to say fourth next year, man, you guys are smoking nice. crack or something. Give some better respect, God damn it. Oh, okay. okay. Well, All right. Yeah. Okay. Right. One way to start the evening. Uh, a couple of notes there. Uh, right? Dar- Derwin James is not free agent until 2027. Well, you never know. I mean, you never know. So he's not free agent until 2027. The Bears are on that break, but don't bend defense, not yeah. giving up touchdowns. No. Uh, they've given up uh, as many touchdowns where they're tied for 30th in the league for the most touchdowns given up per game. 3.2 with Arizona. 3.2. One of the worst defenses in the league, and they give up touchdowns. Yeah, look, it's so it, don't smoke crack, kids. Well, don't. And then he dropped a word word you can't say, but uh, yeah, I mean, look, you, close. Was close. You can't just go out there. This isn't Madden, so you can't just add whoever you want to whenever you want to. <laughs> I don't even know if you can do that on Madden and just add people that you want to whenever you want to. But I think that you know, the the recipe is there for them to do something. Right. And to add, they need to hit like a lot of pressures on Ryan Poles to figure this out and to and to turn this team from worst to second. But I think when you have someone as dynamic as Justin Fields and I know yesterday uh, you compared uh, the Bears to the Eagles and what Jalen Hurts was doing. And if you go back and look at what the Eagles, I mean, the Eagles won nine games last year. So a lot more than the Bears are going to win this year. But you got to remember that Jalen Hurts came in and some of those pieces were there a lot of the offensive line was there the offensive line was was the fourth best offensive line in football last yeah. year so yeah. so the progression forward you get him a number one wide receiver it makes all the sense in the world yes defensively they're a top five defense as well yeah so like he was working you know what jalen hurts was working with he was working with what you were mentioning with the bears when trubisky got here yeah Trubisky was with a great defense mm-hmm. and an offensive line that was pretty good, mm-hmm. and he just couldn't get anything done. Hertz is working with that same type of setup, except Hertz is a much better player. Yeah, and I think that he's got great players around him now, too. Like, if, if Justin Fields had that defense that the Bears had a few years ago that the, that the Eagles had last year, we're talking about a team that's in the hunt 
possibly like right behind the the Vikings for a playoff spot this year, I think, because I think that, you know, everything else comes together. This is also a team that we've talked about that have lost a bunch of games, five, six games by one score. That flips next year, too. They're in that seven, eight, nine win range because of being able to flip those one losses to one score losses to one score wins. So I think a lot can be done by adding the right kind of players. But it's going to take a lot of work. I'm not saying temper your expectations for next year. I'm not saying they're going to go to the Super Bowl next year. I'm just saying that this is going to be, like their win total still might only be six and a half when we get to the preseason next year and we're you know talking about Bears over-unders. Yeah, the only way it doesn't give you that number in the offseason is if they win the offseason, right? And, yeah, and we but, know how that goes yeah. with teams that win the offseason. They win free agency. They make all the right moves. If the Bears are able to accomplish that, there's going to be hype behind this team. No doubt about it. Now, whether or not that comes true and the number moves that much, like think about the additions that Pauls would have to make defensively for this team to even have a win total heading into the season that's like eight and a half or nine. You know, you yeah. like think about the moves that they would have to make on the defensive side oh, yeah. to even jump to that point after only winning three. This year at this point, I'd say also, if we're jumping ahead in the future, you look at the rest of the conference. Uh, Philly is fantastic. I think they have an extremely bright future. They could possibly win the Super Bowl this year. I like Dallas. I think Dallas is a really stellar team. Mm -hmm. You look at the rest of the, the conference, Washington doesn't scare me. The Giants don't scare me. Everyone in the South doesn't scare me. Falcons, Panthers, Saints, Buccaneers. The West, San Francisco is a title contender. I think Seattle is a little fluky, kind of like Minnesota. Kind of, they, they've got a good record right now, but I think the stats are starting to show they're not as good as as they the record shows. Mm-hmm. Arizona, they're in turmoil, and their quarterback just got hurt. So who knows how that throws into flux the start of next season with Kyler Murray and his ACL tear, and then L.A. the the Rams will they be healthy? for an extended period of time to make another playoff run. So, I mean, you look at the rest of the conference, we can say most of the North is jumbled together, Vikings, Lions, Packers, Bears. But really, in the rest of the conference, there's not a lot of heavyweights. You have the Eagles, the Cowboys, the 49ers. To me, that's it. I don't think there's any other heavyweights in the NFC outside of Philly, Dallas, and San Francisco. And the Rams are a wild card if they're healthy. Yeah and they have everyone ready to go, yeah, you could put them into that category. But outside of that, who else are you afraid of in the NFC going forward in the future? I mean, I'm always uh, afraid of Aaron Rodgers and the Packers until he's not a thing anymore, yeah, I, I guess. I'm, I'm saying we, we established yes. that the North yes. seems to be yes. jumbled for next season. Well, the 49ers season. are always good. Like, it seemed, yeah. doesn't seem to matter who's, who's their quarterback. Like, Brock Purdy doesn't matter. Anybody, it's like they're going to find a way to make that work. Like McVay's going to find or uh, they're going to find a way to make that work. The Rams, I w- with all the talent that they have once they get healthy, I might be worried about them. The the Cowboys seem to be able to put it together during the regular season and then they can't get it done in the playoffs. And I'm wondering how like this Eagles team, I have to look at their contract situations to see how long these guys are going to be around for, but by all accounts like they're going to be a problem to deal with for a while. Now are they going to be able to replicate a one-loss season so far next year? Probably not. Health eventually catches up to you. But they're going to be, as long as the contracts are all there for the next couple of years, they should be a team that should be leading the NFC for the next few years. I could see them doing that. Does Washington go get a quarterback? Do the Giants 
uh, switch off of Jones, go get a quarterback. Well, the thing is, who are these guys going to? Who are you going to go get? Like, who are you going to go get? You're well, gonna you're gonna ask you're trade asking the Packers to trade Jordan Love, trading Jimmy Garoppolo, or getting? No, I'm, I'm like, talking about drafting first round well, draft there's, picks. There's not a lot of good. There's not a lot of good quarterbacks yeah, in this there's, draft. There's like three that yeah. people are talking about: Will Levis, maybe Bry- Bryce Young, yeah, and C.J. Stroud, yeah. Will Levis is still a maybe to me. No, I, I understand that. Mel but those are, loves him, and I don't. Those get are it. the three names. Yeah. Uh, Will Levis feels a lot like Trubisky. A lot of hype after the season. If you watch Will Levis play at Kentucky, big time games, he looked awful. Yeah, absolutely terrible in the SEC. So if you're watching college football, you probably look at the Will Levis assessment and you say, "What's going on there?" But the draft gurus are suggesting because of his build and, and because of uh, the size and the position that he is going to be a yeah. top draft pick, if not the top draft pick. If you watch the games at Kentucky, their offense wasn't very good. And and so what what's the situation there? It feels very Trubisky-esque. Yeah. Where Trubisky didn't have the great play in the field, but he was propped up after the season in the draft process mm-hmm. and why he was... Uh, the first quarterback selected of that draft. But Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, you know, if you're someone who's looking for a quarterback in the NFC, those are the two guys you're jumping up for. And Seattle, at the moment, would have the second pick. So Seattle would be a team that's pretty good now who could find their quarterback in the future. That could be pretty dangerous. It could be. And you got to figure out what they're going to do, too. They're kind of in the same situation that the Lions are with Goff. Like, Geno Smith's playing really well, but is he the answer? Is that where you're going to go with moving forward? Or do you take a defensive player and shore up your defense and just say, all right, fine, Gino's the guy? The lesson from this segment is don't do crack. It, it, that, that's the lesson. No, the, I thought that was last segment. Uh, this segment? Yeah, yeah it was. That was, yeah, that was the, the beginning segment. of this segment. Yeah, yeah. It feels like a while ago because I hit the dump <laughs> button, and I've been slowly waiting for it to ramp back up. <laughs> So we could do so, the rest of our show. So you could be dangerous again. So I could be dangerous. So, so, so we could take calls again. So we could be, be wild on the air. You are listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. When you're at home, don't miss Black and Abdallah. I got stories that'll raise the hair in your head. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Rather looking forward to it. Black and Abdallah. On ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. We'll take your calls. We're talking Bears football with you here on ESPN 1000. We're on till 8 o'clock tonight. Abdal, this is our last week of shows in the year 2022. Did you know that? Oh, no. It's our last full week of shows. Black and Abdal will be here each and every night, 6 to 8 this week. Friday night. How about this? Friday night. Let's get weird. One final time for the year. Okay. 2022. We'll take all calls. Welcome Friday night calls Friday at six. We also have to uh, have our, our annual time capsule podcast on the air. Yeah. It's not a podcast anymore. We just do it. Well, I call it a podcast because that's how it started. Well, but it's not anymore. We're just, why we, do we have breaks? Yeah. We'll, we'll have some commercial breaks. Okay. That's not a podcast. Well, I guess not. They do have commercial breaks now. Yeah, so uh, we will do that on Friday night at 7. So we will have the calls. We will have our time capsule Mm -hmm. uh, for the year 2022. 
Uh, and that will be the final Black and Abdallah show for the year 2022 on Friday night. Yeah, uh, I mean it's been a it's been a year. <laughs> yeah. Yep. What does that mean? We'll it's re- been a year. We'll recap it all. Okay. On Friday. Man, you're really selling it. Well, it's a, it's a great show. You do all the sports stuff, and I do all the other stuff. You're like, I want to put in Steph Curry's performance against the <laughs> Wizards on June 23rd. And I'm like, okay. Did you see what Taylor Swift did? That's how it goes. Chase on the south side. You're on oh, ESPN 1000. Come on. Hello, Chase. This is why I take vacation. What's up, Black? Chase, what's going on? Uh, what's up, Black? Oh, what is up, Abdallah? Hi, Chase. Up, uh, hi, Chase. <laughs> What's up, Abdallah? Hi, Chase. How you doing, man? I'm I'm good. How are you? Are you sure? I'm sure. <laughs> Where you been at, man? Wait, why weren't you here yesterday, man? I was watching Trubisky <laughs> tape. Oh, uh, see, see, there you go. See, I knew you was going there. I knew you was going there. Hey, Dollar, so, uh, are you ready to give up on Trubisky again? Are you still you, you still think he stinks? Do I still think he stinks? <laughs> yes, you still think he stinks. Did you watch the game? I, I watched it on Red Zone. Okay. Did you? They showed all the interceptions, didn't they? Yeah, Mahomes threw three picks. So what? What's the difference? He oh, come picks. on, Chase. Get out of here with that. <laughs> Mahomes on, threw man. three picks. Really? Yeah, yeah really? he threw three picks. Mahomes also yeah. won and flipped it for a touchdown, which was outstanding uh, underhand on the run. Uh, mm-hmm. Trubisky, uh, Trubisky no. let him down and got a nope. touchdown, and nope. Steelers had him made a stop. He would have got the ball back and let him down and won the game. Nope. See? So, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, okay, he threw three bad picks. What quarterback hasn't thrown interceptions? Aaron Rodgers threw uh, bad picks before. Chase, we're not doing this. What do you got this tonight? Is I'm, I'm off hey, tomorrow night, by the way. A dollar led me into that too, man. I'm going to be off tomorrow night. Just so you know. <laughs> um, I just want to. I just want to know this, man. Like, uh, uh, how, like, how did you say the Bears could finish last next season? Wow, and I was going after you. Well, look at the rest I of the. Wanna... Look at the rest of the division. What do you got there? You have the Vikings. You have the so Lions. You, say... you have the Packers. Which team out of the the three is taking a major step back? So. When you say the Minnesota Vikings will take a step back, because don't the Vikings remind me of... Uh, Perhaps, they remind but a, a step up. back from a 10-win team at the moment through 14 weeks is what, 500? It, like, here, here's my, my logic is that the Bears have to take a step forward. But right now, they're at the bottom. So a step forward is getting, scraping to 500. And that defense okay. is so bad. So then you look at the other teams. The Packers, I think, will be about the same, if not better. The Lions, a little bit better, if not the same. Vikings, take a step back. They're still right there around 500. The Bears have okay. a lot, lot of work to do. Okay, so I did some homework. Um, I did some homework uh, the other night, right? And the homework I was doing was all the teams that need quarterbacks, okay? Now, I, now teams are going to be needing franchise quarterbacks in a year or two, okay? Now... Outside the Bears, you know it's about 17 to 18 teams that are going to be needing uh, quarterbacks in a year or two. And half of those 18 teams are, are the three teams in the division, Green Bay, Minnesota, and Detroit. Wouldn't you, I mean, that's a fact. I mean, and you think about this. The quarterback 
positions, it feels continues developing into you know, the star quarterback that we hope he, he's going to become, then his, the, the weakness of the team, his great play will oversee that. Because but you don't need a great defense. If your offense is putting up 30 points per game, you just need your defense just to be mediocre at that. I mean, Fields' great play will overspeak what the holes on the team are. I mean, if your quarterback is playing above the above his expectations and he's showing superstar status, then because that's the thing, the quarterbacks out there that's playing great and they're still winning despite the holes in the team. I mean, think about this: if you take Patrick Mahomes off that team, the the, the Kansas City Chiefs wouldn't be not be as good as they are, right? If you take Josh Allen off the Bills, they wouldn't be as good. Despite how as talented those teams are, they still have holes. Like, for example, mm-hmm. Kansas City does not have a good defense. They have a horrible defense. And yet they still are a contention for a Super Bowl. I mean, think about them years that the Packers were contention for the Super Bowl. Their defense was horrible. And their receivers outside Devontae Adams were okay, but not all that. So I'm just saying, you think about Fields, if he, and I'm just saying, if he continues showing progress and develops, and let's say in a year or two, he develops into a superstar quarterback, he just develops into a tier one quarterback, then you don't have to plug in too many holes on the team because your quarterback will oversee. Because think about what he's doing without the talent. Could you imagine if they just add a little bit of little Oh, bit yeah, no there? doubt. But, but Chase, to be? your point, you look, point. At the, you look at the best teams in the NFL, none of them are horrifically defensively. None of them are. But, you mentioned no, Kansas no, but, City. Kansas City is 13th in defensive yards per play. 13th. That's no, pretty no, good. Black, I mean, no, no, Black, no, Black, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I agree with that. I'm not saying be historically bad, but you didn't hear what I said. I said if your defense can at least be mediocre. I'm not saying bad like this. I'm just saying just decent enough. Like if they at least add a couple pieces on the Oh, yeah, they'll be a, a more improved rushers. team. I'm with you if on they that. Can just be, like if they can at least be – 26, 25th, 24th, and they got an offense that's putting 30, 40 points per game, then you got a pretty solid football team. I mean, it's just a fact. Because if your offense is putting points on the board, then what it does is it causes the defense to, you know, play the ears back and play pass rush. And now all you got to do is get a couple stops, get turnovers, and they and they can be just – you don't need your defense to be, in the, you know, great. You just need to be middle – Oh, yeah, you, you need to be middle towards towards the top to win. Thanks, Chase. Thanks for the phone call, man. Appreciate you. I got some good one. All right, there's Chase on the south side. Here, name a team, Abdallah, who could win the championship this year in the NFL. Name a team. Give me a team. Who's a team that could win the Super Bowl this year? The Eagles. The Eagles. They're number one in defensive yards per play. Wow. Give me another team. Who could win the Super Bowl the this Chiefs. year? The Chiefs. The Chiefs. Kansas City. They're 13th in defensive yards per play. Wow. Give me another team. Who could win this Super Bowl? The 49ers. The 49ers. They're third wow. in defensive yards per play. Give me give me another team. Who could win a Super Bowl? The Vikings. The Vi- the Vikings can't win the Super Bowl. The Vikings are 10 and 3, my friend. They're they're terrible. They're 10 and 3, my friend. Well, the reason they're not going to win the Super Bowl is cuz they're 31st in defensive yards per play. I'm just saying it goes to look goes... Give me give me a, a realistic team. Give me another realistic team. No, 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 no. Give me another realistic team that are that have good. Let's go let's go through the 10 and 3 teams. I gave you all the 10 and 3 teams. Buffalo. Buffalo. They're 8th in defensive yards per play. Okay. Uh Real good defense. Miami. Miami. 15th, right in the middle. Oh, Defensive wow. yards per play. Okay. Cincinnati, they're 14th. Wow. 
So all the teams. Minnesota. No, make, get out of here with Minnesota. Minnesota's not a good team. You think they're good? Huh? They're 10 and 3. What are you doing over there? I'm telling you they're 10 and 3. Mike in Cherville, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Mike? Hey, so I, I like to think of great quarterbacks as being the guys that last years and years. Do you think Justin Fields is going to go five years or 10 years or 15? And if so, how many do you think he's got with Chicago? And how many do you think he has in the league? Uh, thanks for the call, Mike. Uh, I've got uh, Fields down for 20, all with the Bears. What do you think, Abdel? <laughs> 20 years all with the Bears? 20 seasons? Yeah, why not? <laughs> a million seasons. Rick and Morty forever. Um, Wait, why can't, he, why can't 20 for the Bears? Why can't that be an answer? 20? Yeah, why not? I'll give you 12 years and I'll say all with the Bears. All right. You got no, twelve. I've not got 20. all with the Bears. Not all with the oh, Bears. Oh, he's going to have some hanger on years. I think. I think he'll. I think he'll, he'll hanging around. Well, I think he'll be like injured, <laughs> and someone will try to take a chance because he's going to take a lot of hits, dude. And like someone will take a chance and be like, "Oh, Justin Fields is a backup. You never know what could happen." Just like when Cam Newton was a backup a couple places, and he was banged up, and you're like, "Oh, he hurt. He's hurt though." Mike, what do you think about that? Twenty years all with the Bears. What do you think? That's a little long, guys. I. I I'll mark my calendar 20 years from now, and I'll call you. Perfect. We'll still be here on the night show, Black and Abdallah, weeknight 6 to 8. 20 years from now, we'll still be hosting this show. What? Yeah, and we'll still be taking calls from Chase, from Mitchell, and from Eddie on the north side. We're going to have a lot of songs in in, two, in 20 years for Song of the Night. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll never run out. Time continues on. We'll find something to play. There's always new songs. Yeah, we have the Song of the Night coming up oh. next. <laughs> Black and Abdallah on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. This is Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah, ESPN 1000, and now on digital FM at 100.3 HD2. Shout out to the Twitchers watching the show tonight in the Twitch chat. You can watch the station ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch. And we have the long streamers there in the Twitch chat. Those are the folks who jump on at 7 a.m. to see Cap and Jay Hood here in the morning. They're there for Greeny, Hembo, Nuno, Bubba, Hembo, Bubba. Devin, the hashtag Soup. crew. I'm on a lot of lot of antibiotics. The Jets. The Jets are playing great. Here I am. I'm eating my Snickers with a fork and knife. Uh, Greeny into Carmen and Yurko to Waddle and Sylvie and Black and Abdallah. All the way until 8 o'clock at night as uh, shout out to the long streamers who are with us in the Twitch chat. Right now, they're going on almost 12 hours Woo! in the Twitch chat Woo! today here watching ESPN 1000. So it's Blocking Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. Speaking of uh, some of the great Twitchers and listeners of this program, did you hear that Note sent us a song yesterday? Did you see this? I did that see Note this. Note sent us a song. I did. He, he didn't get it in in time for the Waddle and Sylvie Holiday Parody Song Contest. It happens. Uh, but Note sent it in. Well, hello there, Mr. Black and Mr. Abdallah. Hello, Note. Oh, we love it when there is zoo news. But those animals must have the blues. We can practically hear them shout. Let us out, let us out, let us out. The zoo is overloaded. That's all I got. See, there you go. Note mm. gives, a, gives us a, a nod to Zoo News, a, a feature here on Black and Abdallah. Okay. Let us out, let us out, let us out. 
I hope it's okay well, Chris, uh, with you that uh, last night I, I had a bit of zoo news for the people. I You oh. weren't here, but I, I had some zoo news for folks <laughs> last night. You, you weren't here. Uh, you were I, parts unknown. But I, I was here, and I gave the folks some, some interesting zoo news information. You son of a... <laughs> Do you have some zoo news? Well, I don't know now. Maybe you did the zoo news yesterday. Well, hello, Mr. Lion. Here's the latest edition of the zoo news. Why was I not made aware of this? I saw it on the rundown. <laughs> did, did you need a special Bolton that, that zoo news was taking place? What story did you give yesterday? Because I need to make sure I don't say the same story. Well, I traveled to... I wonder what's new with the zoo, baby. I traveled to the Toledo Zoo. Oh, you yeah. told the Toledo Zoo story and I had some, about the polar some, bears? Some fresh news about some fresh polar bears. Oh, some, that's Some cute. brand new baby polar bears. It Not was really. nice. We don't really celebrate births and deaths around here, but it that's okay. It was nice. We're just going to start naming birthdays. Chris, a boy was rescued after jumping into a zoo's giant panda enclosure oh, to retrieve wow. his phone. Wow, yeah. these. Damn Gen Zers and these their kids. phones. These kids A boy these days. was using his mobile phone to film the animals when he dropped it into the bamboo forest on Monday. Zoo staff immediately activated safety protocols, locking down the area to make sure the panda bears didn't rip this boy from limb to limb as he tried to get his phone out. The enclosure was shut down. It was reopened to the public about 30 minutes later. After the boy was rescued, he was unarmed and his Fortnite round continued. So there you go. That's what is new at the zoo. At the zoo. So there you go. Some zoo news. I, I just had to keep it fresh last night with the, without you here. So I'm, I I'm glad we that. could get back-to-back nights of zoo news. <laughs> I time, appreciate it's, that. It's I'm gonna call, the, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call in to when we're carrying bowl games at night. I'm just going to call in and ask whoever's running the bowl, the bowl games to just pop me up for some zoo news at halftime. Do those zoo news during the legal ID at the top of the hour. <laughs> when they break for 10 seconds, give a little zoo news. A baby elephant was born in Lincoln Park. That's zoo news. WMVP AM Chicago. <laughs> Back to football. Uh, each night around 6.50, it's Black and Abdallah's song of the night. I want to rock! Hey, turn up oh, the volume so and good. don't touch that dial because it's oh, time no. for... What dial? There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Ex- ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's song of the night. Yo, later. Well, tonight's song. Culture Club, I'll tumble for you. 'll tumble four yeah the number four well because you were out yesterday it's just an Abdallah pick you're oh, just no. excited for this song I do no, love the song uh, there, there right. is a reason behind it December 13th 1982 culture club's debut album kissing to be clever was released 40 years ago today and wow. this track is from that album 
This is their last uh, single off this album. This is their debut album, like you mentioned. It peaked at number one, giving uh, a Culture Club the first band to have three top ten singles from a debut album since The Beatles. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's a good yeah. song fact. And as we both remember this yes. uh, song fondly, remember the random scene in Billy Madison <laughs> where for no reason at all, when he's walking down the stairs, this song starts playing. And he starts and dancing. he just starts dancing. <laughs> For no reason. For no reason. No reason at all. And that's where we started talking about how movies just were were made better back in the day. Yes. Like, Billy Madison is so funny. Yeah. Without trying too hard. Yeah. And they were just like, hey, let's put this song in the movie. Where? I don't know. Right now. Yeah. What if I walk down the stairs to Culture (laughs) Club? Okay. Let's do it. And they did it. And it was great. Culture Club your song of the night with Black and Abdallah. Also a great Culture Club reference in uh, Wedding Singer when he keeps on repeating the same song over and over again. Steve, or, uh, the Wedding Singer, the other singer in the movie. Turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for... What dial? There's there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. We'll be back in two minutes. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports.